0: Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs! And now, let's join our hosts.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm delighted to say, once again, I'm joined by Matt.
2: Hello, mate. How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you're you?
2: Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, away from football, I'm okay. But yeah, uh,
1: f- f- <laughs> f- unfortunately, football.
2: this podcast is about football, so we're <laughs> f- a bit f- rugged, don't we
1: football. I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I've never heard of this <laughs> football. F- f- no, no, not a, not a thing I'm aware of. I mean, this week's podcast is uh, basically renamed the Ben Stokes appreciation yeah. podcast,
2: and especially especially as he's now uh, a Spurs fan. Let's just talk about <laughs> Ben Stokes for an hour.
1: Yeah, exactly. Did you watch that link I sent you?
2: Fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so for anybody who doesn't know, uh, because possibly there are rocks that we live under, and some people don't like cricket. Um, you know, each to their own. But uh, <laughs> England were playing Australia in the Ashes Test match uh, last weekend. There was another sport event on at the same time. I can't remember what that was. What that was? Uh, Tottenham playing foo uh, for football f- f- again? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ben Stokes uh, basically took it upon himself to win the whole damn game for England and it was just phenomenal if you're interested in cricket you're still just gobsmacked like I am I'm sure uh, but basically uh, after he was shown videos of Spurs fans at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium watching along and cheering every shot and he said oh you know I don't follow for I don't have a team really I've been thinking I oh, it will get a team to follow so I think I'm a spur now so there we go we've recruited Ben Stokes
2: Fantastic! Yeah. I, uh, I was, as you know, I was at the game. Unfortunately, and
1: and, and I've asked if he's can play right back. He's not got <laughs> back. <laughs> right
2: back yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he'd be good in goal. we you seen some of the catches he makes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> if we let him take the bat onto the field for the North London Derby, I think it'd be a right. Yeah, it'd be a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> now you just said something then about being at the game. Now if you're gonna talk about the game I'm gonna mute you. If you're gonna talk about before the game you're allowed.
2: We, at some point we're gonna to have to nope, mention the nope, game, It didn't
1: happen. No, it didn't happen. It didn't happen.
2: But uh <laughs> yeah, before the game, um so obviously Ben Stokes was looking at the the video of all the all the fans yeah. kind of celebrating in the, yeah. in the foyer bit. But my brother and I were sitting in the stadium and uh just we looked, last time we looked at the score, it was something like two hundred and eighty odd for nine, wasn't it? Yeah. And I've just switched it off and I've gone, Oh sod this, like you know, unless yeah. Spurs can cheer us up. And it kind of completely went the opposite way. Like, <laughs> like if you'd have <laughs> fast it? forward yeah. two and a half hours, I'm like, Well that's not how I expected things to turn out. <laughs> but, no. but it was we yeah. got to we got to our seats and there was all these cheers going up in all different parts of the stadium. I'm like, this is really odd. So I thought yeah. I'd have a quick check and I think it was when there was two runs to get
1: Oh, brilliant. Oh what my time God. It.
2: Oh, my God. And then this man's just come out from under the, the foyer, and he's like,
1: we've won it, we've won it.
2: And, say, <laughs> cheers, and we was all going, let's get if we can persuade put it up on the big screens, get us all going. But no. part of the problem was that Newcastle fans are also from England, aren't they? So it yeah, might work are, for yeah. a European game. but
1: Well, some say they are. I don't know. The yeah. accent. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, don't force me to talk about it. Because I'm not going to. But uh, I see, we we do a section on the podcast where basically we open it up to people on our Facebook page, etc. You know, hey, you know, you want to you want to hear us discuss something? Let us know. And this week, I genuinely was looking at that, thinking, I don't want to post this. <laughs> I, I I don't think there's one part of me that's going to enjoy this at all. So I I want to get it out of the way. <laughs>
2: Let's do it. Let's <laughs> which which
1: is not which is not meaning to be mean to anyone who's posted anything. Please don't take it that way. But I just think. For, for this week, this isn't going to be a lot of fun going through these well, do you know but... do you know
2: what Sam, I went through them and there seems to be a lot of the word plan in a lot of people's <laughs> Sorry, plan, I hear that the word, word plan. quite a lot
1: yeah, I've, I've muted that on Twitter <laughs> um, okay uh, so yeah, here it is, it's time for your comments
0: and now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page
1: Right on, man. You ready for this? come on, yeah, let's,
2: let's let's list give us get give the listeners and ourselves some therapy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we should have some therapeutic music or something. Yeah! but Okay. Um. <laughs> right then. Uh. We're on Facebook, and the first one I come to is from a gentleman called Clint Permain Permain. Clint. I'm fairly confident Clint is correct. So I'm going to go with, hey, Clint. Uh, why not go back to the three centre-backs? Sanchez is such a better player with Jan and Toby beside him. Um, well, I have an opinion on that. What about you, my friend?
2: I think it's a good idea. Unfortunately, there seems to be a problem with Yan at the moment. So that's okay. why it's not happening.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm, what I'm... Did... Yeah, yeah. go on.
2: Sorry. I was going to say, mate, I thought, I, my, I, you know, my guess, my best guess would it, would it was that Ajax have come in for him. But I know you've... You've heard of room revenue? I don't think you want to yeah, mention. Yeah, I really don't want to talk about that. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's something yeah. wrong. There is something really wrong, isn't there? Yeah,
1: I I was told something about a training incident, and I thought it was complete crap and laughed. And then I ran it past someone who's very reliable, who went, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. I just went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I'm kind of still in denial about that. So no, I don't want to discuss it on a podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, But yeah, uh, basically, um, I think there's two parts to that. I think Sanchez in a back three does work quite well. Um, It works quite well because he understands that role within the club quite well. Uh, Jan and Toby basically slide out to, to cover fullback. He uses his pace for any balls over the top. Um, they all cover for each other. Uh, yeah, so it does make sense. The only issue with that is, I think, tactically, uh, with three centre-backs, it has never actually worked very well for us because the the one time I think we could have used it and just been dominant with it would have been when we had Walker and Rose in their prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then, we've never had... You know, Rose has been in and out of the team with injury. I, I think uh, towards the end of last season, we started seeing the best of him again in terms of getting up and down that flank. But... Still nothing compared to that. I think it was 15-16 season where him and Walker were just the best full-backs, wing-backs in Europe, without a doubt.
2: Yeah, that, that, was, that was the season where we went in unbeaten at home, wasn't it, before we... It was, mate. Yeah, you're yeah. spot
1: on. And I think having Sanchez that season, I think we would have played a back three with them two just out-and-out out wing-backs. Mm. And I think it would have been devastating. And I think if we had that now, um, with two players similar to that, I think the back three could work. Uh, But I think taking away a midfielder or an attacking threat to give us an extra central defender now doesn't work. It's not that our defense, you know, I know people are going to laugh at me at this and say our defense is all over the place, but our problems breaking teams down. It's not we haven't got enough defenders on the pitch, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, completely. I agree. mate.
1: Um, So, yeah, I I think there's two parts to that, Clint. Um, He does look happier in that back three, but then most central defenders do. Um, you know, we can talk about Jan and Toby look comfortable in a two or a three, but you remember they're a lot older. Um, you're talking about eight years experience. It wasn't that long ago in relative terms that Toby Alderweireld went to Atletico Madrid and was benched and dropped because he was useless. He made mistakes every single week and then he went to Southampton on loan, did great. We signed him. He's been great for us. But but you but you've got to remember, you know, players develop and learn from those mistakes, and sometimes it's a bit of a baptism of fire, and sometimes there's a bit of a issue with that. But Toby and Yan didn't become uh, unbelievably ice cool, competent defenders overnight. And I also think a lot of Tottenham fans overlook their mistakes when they make them because ninety percent of the time they they do good stuff. Yeah, um, it's a bit like Harry. You know, Harry misses ten shots in a game, he scores one. He's phenomenal. Uh, another striker misses ten shots and scores one. They're useless. They should have scored ten that game. So it's it's kind of like that, and I and I do understand it. I'm guilty of it as well. But um, the back three debate, I I just think it's it's tactical more than more than anything else, just because of the personnel.
2: Yeah, of course. And if and the thing is, uh, you're spot on with the experience as well. Because I mean, with Sanchez, mm-hmm. he has got the potential. I mean, we yeah, we paid all yeah. that money for him. You know, for not yeah. for nothing do you know what I mean there is a lot of potential no. there with a guy and you, you, you know he's got the pace he's got the power but yeah. it, it needs the experience that, that's what's lacking and it, that's it not does. his fault it's not his fault no, is it
1: no it's, it's like anything you you develop and you develop and it, it, the other thing as well is people seem to uh, have the misconception that development's a straight line and, and it's not you know like I talked about Toby when Toby was at Ajax he was uh, think of that uh, Mathieu Delict, uh, Delict however it's pronounced who has gone to Juventus when Toby was young, a defender at Ajax, he was like that. He was rated. Every club in Europe wanted him. You know, he was phenomenal. But then he made that move. And like I said, development's not a straight line. It was that Atletico Madrid move, which was just a slump. You know, it didn't work well. But then he, he moved again and it went on. But players at clubs, sometimes it feels like they're going sideways or perhaps they're going a little bit backwards. Mm. But that's just, you know, think, think about try to attribute it to yourself in your life and things you've done, things you've done at work developing career path isn't a straight line we all know that <laughs> you know yeah absolutely sometimes yeah. you know you've got to go back to go forward sometimes you end up sliding sideways for no fault of your own uh, but at the moment um yeah i just don't think the back three's for us right now i think um possibly if you look at and I know i'm going on a tangent here but if you look at the signing of Cessin young um i still believe he could be a phenomenal left wing back um, you know, he's got the experience of playing left back for like two years in the championships, a young teenager, came into the Premier League and was played all over the shop. He didn't really get a settled position. But I think he looked best when he was beating people and trying to get the ball in. And I just think as a wing back that could really work on the left. Um Carl Walker Peters for me has always been a better wing back than he is a full back. Um and I think if you were gonna look at options within the squad, that is quite a could be quite an interesting option using that back three and those two is just the out and out whip for the team um but anyway like I said that's just me going off on a tangent uh the next one's from Daniel Beecroft Daniel Beecroft is one of the admins for Spurs News um You may just think, why didn't he just message you? Why does he comment on it? Because, you know, he's the founder of the page. He likes to comment. It was his birthday this past week. He turned 25. He's the baby, and he's the founder of the page. Work that one out.
2: He's he's such a youngster. 25. Wow. I know. Had to be 25 again, eh? (laughs)
1: Well, I said to him, happy birthday. You are now the age I tell women I am in a club. Yeah.
2: But anyway, and you get, I'll take it. You don't get away with us.
1: Me? No. Oh, God no. Twenty five. Kind of, really? They, they kind of look me up and down. And I go, it's my showbiz age, and then it breaks the ice. And you know, I love it. I
2: love it. Yeah, I love that's, it. That's, Very that's, smooth, that's, sir. Very smooth.
1: Oh mate, yeah, I'm as smooth as. Yeah. Anyway, I'll move on from that. Um. Yeah. So Daniel Beecroft asks, is it time to get Yan back in the side? He's one hundred percent needed for the North London derby as an experienced head. Now, this is going to be, uh, Dan's kind of done this to needle me, I think, (laughs) because uh, I've obviously shared with him what what the rumours are. Um, Matt, I'm going to put it to you. Um, You've heard the rumours, and I think a lot of Spurs fans who spend time on social media would have heard rumours of different things, Uh, be it he reported back unfit, uh, arguments with Pochettino over his fitness, and uh, a fair few journalists close to the club have reported that it feels like Pochettino is basically flexing his muscle of it doesn't matter who you are, vice-captain or anything, if you're not going to toe the line, I'll drop your ass. Um, so on this, what are your thoughts? I mean, going into any game, we want the best possible players available. My My only counter-argument before I pass it over to you is... Is that giving into player power? Surely we have to back the manager in every decision, and if the manager says, "I don't rate him right now because he's being an ass," surely back the manager, not the player. So I I put it to you, my friend. What do you think?
2: See, the the thing is, Pochettino. I mean, we we know it's quite. You know, he's been he's been to lunches with with, with the guy as well. He's very much, very much Well, I was going to say he very much moulds himself on Alex Ferguson doesn't yeah. he? he he wants to kind of emulate Alex Ferguson's style of management so as we all know with Alex Ferguson he was probably the most successful manager in, in the country if not the world yep. like you know, in the last century or in this you know part of this century as well but I think the problem we've got or Pochettino's got is Alex Ferguson could get away with it because Man- Manchester United was so, so successful mm-hmm. so he could mm-hmm. drop Yapstam or sell David Beckham at, you know because they've they've done something that he's not been happy with.
0: Yeah.
2: And it doesn't matter because they they're still going to carry on winning trophies. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I think Pochettino wants to go that route as well. He wants to sort of kind of have that 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 that, that control and that uh, respect as a manager. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's why I think he's doing it with yeah and he's making an example of it. Yeah. But but the problem we've got like I say is because we aren't we aren't winning trophies like man united are. We, we like and it was it was ov- it was obvious on Sunday. I mean, look, you know, I I, I I'm not going to put individual go- uh, blame on players for that for the goal. But I, yeah. I personally think if Jan had been playing, that we, we wouldn't have conceded. I, I think with the experience it, he's got as well, and yeah. and I just think that it's almost like. Um, Pochettino's making a point and and I get it and I understand it and it's and he's he's he sort of just want to give in to player power I mean if the last thing we want to do is turn into a chelsea I, you know mm. they're, they're the other extreme aren't they but I just think what w- while we're kind of we haven't won anything in the the amount of years we have then you've got to find a balance somewhere and I look you know there's rumors rumors and obviously you know people can work work out what the rumors are and everything but I just think for the for the good of the team. I think Jan should be really, really be in, yeah. in, in the squad. And I mean, I, I was having a kind of a, a semi-argument with a with a chap on on Facebook after the uh, after the Newcastle game, and he was going down the line of look, obviously he uh, Pochettino is uh, looking at the two of them, and he see and what he's seeing in training is what we don't see, and yeah. it's because of what he sees on training is what, why Sanchez is playing and Jan's not playing. But I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that, like. It's going back to what we was talking about with Sanchez. Sanchez is he's a great player with great potential, but he doesn't have, and again, not no fault of his own, but he doesn't have the experience that Jan has. And for me, Jan needs to be in that team. He needs to be in that team. We're, we're missing him. I mean, like, the, the first three league games we played this season, so you're looking yeah. at Villa, uh, Man City, and, and last Sunday, we've we've gone 1 0 down in every game, haven't we?
1: But that was happening with Jan in the team. That's not like it's unique to this season without him. <laughs>
2: I, I I just feel that I just feel that the, the, the Toby and Yan combination as centre backs yeah. always makes me far more relaxed as a as a supporter you know with a defence. Yeah. I, I just I just feel nervy with, with Sanchez and it's it's not because I don't rate him. But he just—he's he, prone to mistakes, isn't he? And, he's, and he? and his inexperience can can sometimes show, mm-hmm. and it sort of possibly feeds into the rest of the defence and into the in, you know back back to Larice, you know. But I, I don't know. I, I just I, I wonder whether I, I, for me I'd, I'd love it if they can just sort this out and just see Jan back in the team for the. Uh, for the for the game on Sunday, I mean, it's okay. pretty pretty small game, isn't it? I think we've got on Sunday. It's not not a biggie, is it? So,
1: uh, Barnet, I think. <laughs> um, I I genuinely um, uh, it's difficult. I, I but I I come down on this and say back the manager and i there there are rumors for everything but if Pochettino's leaving out a senior player who he's appointed as vice captain someone he he frequently goes out to dinner with with daniel Levy, you know it's someone who's been at the club long enough and is ingrained and is well loved then it's something serious mm-hmm. it's not uh he showed up to training 5 minutes late It's not, you know, he was a bit unfit for the first week, so he's getting his fitness up. Something serious has happened, in my opinion, that the manager has made that call. Now, to me, if we say, yeah, but, you know, the team are suffering, he needs to play, then you're basically overruling the manager. You're basically saying that you can do whatever you like, you can behave any way you like, but because you're a good player, you're always going to get picked. And I don't think that's right. And... If, you know, if it came out that Jan uh, did something awful, you know, we we're all behind the scenes. Jan, I don't know, punched a youth player in the face. Ah, just something ridiculous. No one's going to say, oh, yeah, but he should be starting. Everyone's going to go, yeah, you're right. He deserves to sit on the bench for a couple of weeks because he's been a prat.
2: Yeah, but I, I, I get what you're saying, Sam, but there's this, this, surely there's other way to punish the punish the guy, you know? could Could you look at fines... Could you look at you know? He, he, what what I understand that the Pochettino he's made his decision on how, what the punishment's hmm. going to be, i.e., he's not playing him. But it's to the detriment of the of of the team, isn't it? That's that's the problem yeah. for me. I mean, like drag what him in, drag him into yeah. the office, right? I'm not happy with what you've done. You, you, you're going to get two two weeks' wages. Like you know, train, and, like, train. and you and
1: you, f- and you think his performances wouldn't suffer because he's in a bad mood over that? You you don't know. We don't know. This is this is the point I am going on about. You've you've worked in the working world. I've worked with people who have got a rollicking off the boss or whatever. They just sit there for the day. They don't do anything. They got they like put their feet up. They're assholes. Now imagine that person knows they're leaving as well. Now, imagine that person perhaps has only got a year left on the deal, has an offer to leave, and has decided, actually, I'm going to take that, so I'm just going to run this out and go take the money. Now, imagine that's the scenario, and they're misbehaving, and you you don't know. You can't rely on them anymore. If you put, Imagine he does play him. He puts up with all of that stuff. He plays him in the North London Derby. We're all like, yeah, Jan's playing. He basically walks around, shrugs, doesn't chase back, doesn't do anything. Is everyone then going to go? Oh, we lost three nil, but at least you know, at least Jan started. No, they're going to go bloody hell, boss. Why did he start? Clearly, he doesn't want to play.
2: Yeah, no, I get that. And and do you know what? You just reminded him, Didn't he, didn't he get sent off in the national flanton derby?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> hold that against him. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fine. You can kick people you want. Now, I, I want to temper this by saying that I'm a massive Jan Vertonghen fan. Me too. For me, if he's fit and everything's okay, he starts, and mm. he starts for me above Toby, which I know a lot of people won't agree with, but he does for me. I just think that knowing that and knowing the manager's opinion of him as well, you only got to read the guy's book to realise that he loves him. That something has happened which has changed that drastically. And if that is the case, then for me, you've got to support the manager. And if people are thinking it's to the detriment of the team, well it might feel that way to us, but we don't know what he's gonna be like if he if he plays. We we don't know. You know, like you said about, you know, I think if Jan started we wouldn't have conceded that goal. I mean Come on, man. We've seen Jan switch off loads of times over the years he's been with us and but the majority of the time he does stuff okay. So we, you know, we roll on.
2: Yeah, you put you, do you know you you're, you know what you're probably doing is you're making the point that you made earlier with me where you know he's he's probably makes loads of mistakes but I don't I don't have that perception of him. You know, no, I, I, well, I, and that, we don't because no. in
1: in big games he tends to be spot on, you know, in but when we play against the Newcastle, we play against those teams. If you really think about last season, Sanchez wouldn't start in a lot of games and we were conceding stupid goals. And that was Toby and Yan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot, a lot of people were like, Oh, you know, what's going on. We're not winning the ball in the air anymore. We're not doing all these different things. And then we've gone into this season and, and quite rightly, a lot of us have just gone, okay, last year's done, you know, shake that off. And it's like, oh my god, Jan's not playing. We're conceding stupid goals. But if we all really think about it, that's not a recent phenomena.
2: Yeah,
1: we have been doing that for a while. And it's it's clearly an organizational thing, or it's a lack of leadership thing, perhaps. Perhaps you know, perhaps Hugo needs to be a lot more vocal. Perhaps. Someone else needs to be, you know, in charge back there to go, Oi, you stand there.
2: <laughs> you yeah,
1: know? yeah, sure. It, it, I don't know what it is, but it, to, to kind of just constantly say one thing or another or one player or another, you know, we, I know we've been talking about Sanchez and Jan, but, you know, we could talk about a few others as well. It just feels like there's something not quite right and we've been conceding stupid goals for a while. You know, when was the last European game that we didn't go a goal down in or yeah, two goals down in? Yeah, you not know, exist. I know the comebacks are fun, but you know it's taking years off my life, literally. <laughs> so I'd like to leave that. You're, up. No, Dan, you're not looking
2: 25 anymore.
1: <laughs> no, no. Yeah, see, I tell women I'm 25. I'm really 22. I just really look old now. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dan, thanks for that question. You needling it. Um, I don't think we've really answered it. I, if everything's settled and resolved behind the scenes, I think Jan starts. If he doesn't start, we can all read into that what we will. Uh, the next one's from Simon Whiteman. Uh, hi, Simon. He says, With Lorente seemingly on his way to Italy, Poch seems to regret the situation talking. Uh, hang on. Poch seems to regret the situation talking of a lack of plan B in a recent press conference. Who carries the can for this, Levy or Pock? Uh, are we discussing who carries the can for letting Lorente leave? Or. <laughs> Not quite sure. Um. Lorenzo was on best part of a hundred thousand pounds a week. I think it was about ninety something. Um, he was offered a deal half that to to stay. Um, he obviously said, "I'm going to go consider my options." Uh, he trained still for a little while uh, with us behind closed doors, but then since has his stopped doing that, um, he made it clear he had other offers for more money in pre season. Uh, The young lad Troy Parrott really blew everybody away, not just with how he played when he had the chance, but also his professionalism Um, and also physically he's he's developed over the last year. You know, when we first signed him, it was, you know, the kid's got all the talent in the world, but you can't throw him in now. He's just going to get thrown around like a rag doll. Uh, Anyone who watched us in preseason, the kid's built now, you know, he's kind of grown into himself a bit. So uh, they basically, the Pochettino made the decision at that point. He's like, No, I've I've got Troy. I'm happy. I don't need mm-hmm. to sign a second striker, a backup striker. I've got Son, I've got Lucas, Lo Celso. I've got all of these options. I'm happy with. And if I want another striker to come in the side, I'm really pleased we've got Troy, and I want to give him games. Yeah, again, I'm 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 on this. You got to back the manager. Um, I can look at that and go. Lorente offered us that something a little bit different. But at the same time, I can think of loads of games where we brought him on and we just didn't give him the ball or didn't hit it into the box. And it was kind of like a waste, (laughs) like having this. It's like having Peter Crouch and then putting it to his feet all the time. Do you you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) It didn't make sense. So um, the the plan B thing, I've I've been caught on this before, um, so I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent. But I always always think the Plan B thing is a little bit of a strange one. And I know Pochino talked about it. We've given us more options, I think was the term he used. But I always have the opinion that, you know, what's Man City's Plan B? Uh, They don't have one. They play away and they have players that interchange out of it. And they just smash people. (laughs) Liverpool, what's Liverpool's Plan B? They don't have one. They've just got a really good Plan A. And I think that's kind of the thing that... um, People want to look at you know Alex Ferguson. Me and you just talked about it, uh, great for me. He is the greatest British manager of all time, um, and arguably one of the best in the world ever and will ever be. Mm-hmm. And when the Manchester United were at their best, you know that that era where we tra- we were struggling to stay afloat, you know, beat Wimbledon, the original Wimbledon, not AFC, <laughs> and they were just winning trophies hand over fist. How many times do you, did they like suddenly? Change it up, you know, go long ball, and if that, they just kept playing and they kept playing their way, like they kept scoring late goals. Oh, it's the Man United Fergie time, and it wasn't because all of a sudden they started doing 60 yards into the box because they brought on a big six foot eight centre forward. They just kept playing and kept believing. And if you've got a system and a squad and everyone believes in it and you're winning games and you're doing it, once you get into that habit. You just keep doing it. And like Man City will lose games, you know, they will drop points at home to phenomenal teams from North London. And they will, Liverpool will lose a game every now and again, you know, they both will. But they won't next week go, oh my God, we lost. What do we do? They go straight back to what they were doing because 99% of the time they're too good for whoever they play. That's where Pochettino wants to take us. That's where he wants us to be. He wants us to have our star, our way of playing, our squad. Dominating teams, but right now it's not happening.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, that the, 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 there was a, a couple of probably big problems with with the Newcastle game. You've got Eriksson who
1: you talking he- about it again? Yeah, no, it, <laughs> <laughs> we've
2: yeah. got to address it, Sam. We've got to address it. No,
1: I'm, I'm going to sit in the corner. You talk <laughs> for a minute. No, don't want
2: to. Listen, we've got, we've got Eriksson who whose head's just not there at the moment. And he's he's a, he's, one, he's,
1: a, he's on a Spanish beach.
2: He <laughs> is somewhere, isn't it? It's yeah. not in North London, and yeah. and, that, and that guy can can pick the pass. And also, we've got all these signings that uh, we've made, uh, like and Donbale, Celso, and Cessignon to an extent, yeah. who, who can break teams down. You yeah. know, yeah, and, and and none of them are on the pitch. No. You know, so 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 Pochettino is, a, is a, has addressed, in my opinion. The problem we had towards the end of last season, where teams are just coming—I mean, I remember—I know I talk about it on, on the podcast before—but the two mm. games I took my little boy to towards the end of the season, the Newcastle yeah, yeah. and the Watford game—and yeah, they did the same. They, they did yeah. the game. It, they did the same thing, you know, just pile eleven players behind the ball, hope for a break, hope to get a goal, and and it didn't work for Newcastle last season, but it worked for them this season. You know, they're always going to come. They're always going to come to to our ground with that same. Uh, set up whether it's uh, uh, you know whoever's the manager of Newcastle because they yeah. they, they know they're an inferior squad uh, uh, yeah. skill wise don't they you know yeah. so yeah. it's it's going to be the case but I, I think Ndombele for me was the biggest uh, disappointment that he wasn't playing because I think he could have been the difference yeah. I think he could have been the difference I think he's the one who could have found that pass you know, because yeah. it, it, it was just it, that's what it was crying out for. It, it was just um it was torturous watching it because yeah, they just <laughs> they couldn't work out a way of, of breaking them down. They just couldn't work out a way. It was just side to side to side to side yeah. go for the middle when he gets blocked and it and it yeah. just it needed someone it needed an Ndombele to to, to make that yeah. difference. So yeah. for me, he has addressed it. He's addressed it and get get these get these players fit and you know, I I I I'd, I'd like to think that, we, we, you know, any other sort of team, similar ilk to Newcastle, are going to come to the state, uh, you know, our ground, and it, and it, it won't be, it won't be the, the, the same mm. result that it was.
1: I, I think, I think the other thing as well, um, pace of us starting a game, we seem to start a game like. Oh, hello everybody. Mm. Let's kick the mm. ball about a bit. Oh, mm. hello. Who are you? Oh, nice to meet you this week. You're our opposition. Oh, lovely. We just had a lovely cup of tea. Oh, they scored. Oh, bloody. Oh, that's not nice, is it, lads? Oh, we, we better oh, wake oh, up. Oh, yeah. We better. Oh, someone get the coffee on. Um, you watch City and Liverpool start a game. It's yeah. blitzkrieg. Mm-hmm. They go for teams like from the minute, like the second. And I know why. And I think every Spurs fan has realised why. Because teams set up to frustrate the crap out of us, but if we ever score first, we yep. win two three nil.
2: Absolutely, because they've got to stop late. Yeah.
1: yeah, Man City and Liverpool realise that, and just minute one they go for it. Now, if you ever see Man City look shaky, Liverpool look shaky, twenty or thirty minutes in and it's nil nil. Yeah, you yeah. watch them, and they don't look. All of a sudden, it doesn't yeah. look as excited. Doesn't look as expressive. The other team are just clamping down mm-hmm. on them. Then they get a goal and they win the game five nil and you're like, yeah, you know, yeah. like what I put that on in the first half, it looked even. Now, whoa, what happened? Yeah. It's because I, the goals goals change games and absolutely. we are just struggling, yeah. struggling yeah. to get that first goal.
2: And, and what and, and they're not they're not going, you know, at, at thirty minutes in at 0-0 they're not going, right, let's suddenly go to plan B. No. They're, not. No, they, they're just no. they're they're playing the same yeah. and eventually yeah. they do break them down, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pace pace. And yeah. I'm not talking about pace of players necessarily, because we got that Lucas and Sonny, but mm. just moving the, the pace fast. of the
2: game. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, just, yeah. just
1: constant, yeah. bang, 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 bang and we just look like we're lacking that right now. Mm. But anyway, mm. um, next one's from Robin Powell. Robin says with the recent last 15 match table doing the rounds last week uh, do you think there are major problems and what would they be? Or is this just turmoil uh, created by the European transfer window still being open? Um, Now, I shared that on the page this week and genuinely I was kind of like, oh, I really don't want to share this because it's a real negative, crappy thing. But at the same time, I saw so much discussion about it elsewhere. I kind of thought, well, let's let's talk it through. You know, let's let's have the discussion. Let's have some opinions because, you know, we can't just ignore negative stuff you know that's that's picking and choosing news then <laughs> yeah sure. um we, you're we going to
2: wanna... trump you're going trump's uh direction there mate And <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i have a very good brain it's the best brain
2: if it's if it's um, if it's not what you like it's fake news <laughs> so
1: it's fake news yeah um yeah god what an ass um i uh so basically i put it out there and i just sort of like well look come on let's have some opinion i know a few people got quite hostile over it and i was like Guys, uh, it's just a discussion, you know. Yeah, it is a negative-looking thing, but in that case, put a positive spin on it. Give me your opinion, um, and a lot of people sort of, yeah, uh, you know, went to a dark place straight away. <laughs> um, but but I ended up having some really great constructive chats with people in the comments, which was you know, like one guy pointed out. He said, "Yeah," he said, "You could look at that and be really like, oh no, you know, that's that's really bad indicator." But you could look at it and go, the back end of last season, the team kind of felt top four was sewn up, proven to be true, but you know, it got a little bit dicey towards the end than it ever should have been. And they were really focused on Europe. You know, you could look at it that way. Um, you could also look at the fact that last season was like heavy fatigue on players from the World Cup, etc., etc., etc. And from, from the other thing, like the start of this season, you could say, well, when was the last time we ever started quickly? We always start slow. So I looked at that and I went, yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, You know, if you look at the last 15 games, so across last season, uh, 12 and the three to start this one, you could quite easily argue that we took our foot off the boil, you know, took our foot off last season, focusing on Europe, and the start of this season, we're just doing our standard slow start. Um, You know, like I said, there were just loads of different discussions about it. My big concern is we haven't. I don't feel like we've played well for quite a while. Like, there's some games that we win, and even when we win in, we look quite comfortable. I kind of look at it and go, well, we've dominated that game, but I don't feel like we've really clicked in, like, ages. Mm. I can't remember the last game where I came away from it. When news are drawn, I just thought, yeah, we looked ourselves today. That that mm. was that was the team, you know, that that was good. Um, And that's, that's the only thing that really concerns me, because... There are games like, it's football, it's sport, you're going to win, lose, draw. You know, it's one of those things that's going to happen. And sometimes you can play just the best football in the world and lose. And then sometimes you could just be shocking and win. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, that's sport. But I, that is the one thing that bothers me. Or it's the one thing that when I looked at that table, I thought, yeah, that kind of reflects how I feel. It kind of reflects that I've not seen us play well in quite a while. Even like in Europe in the Champions League, you know, we always seem to have to go goals down and have these great escapes. Um, you know, think how different last season would have been on paper if it hadn't been for like a couple of those last-second goals in Europe.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, would you, would you, would you put it down to as as a kind of your best guess?
1: Oh God! Uh, Seeing I'm going to depress everyone. You're right. Don't. You're not anywhere near any anything sharp, are you? Are you <laughs> not, you're not wearing a tie. You're... Um, I, <laughs> I, I have a horrible, horrible in the pit of my stomach feeling of what it is, and if it is that, then this season's going to be just painful. And my feeling is a large number in the squad no longer buy into or feel a part of pochettino's plan and that has caused rifts within the squad like, like when he first arrived there were like four different camps within the squad you had the young players you had the english players you had a french click players and you had like a group of others you were just basically there collecting their money mercenaries it feels like we've gone that way again from total togetherness at one point we've now got like again this is just me it feels like we're fractured you've got you know Danny Rose for example been at the club for 11-12 years was told he could leave this summer we can talk Mm. about how professional he's being and how you know he's playing he's doing stuff Pochino's picking him so clearly he is being professional that's going to have an impact and also him talking about it to everybody is going to have an impact it is, you know, it's like any workplace. You know, when these guys, when they're in the changing rooms, they're not, you know, all gonna sit there sunshine and lollipops. They're gonna talk about things. Ericsson, yeah, you know, I, I want to leave. I'm trying to leave. That's gonna unsettle people. He's he's one of our better players. Danny Rose, you know, if you're a player there, like uh, let's, Eric Dyer is the example, he's got two years left on his deal, like Danny, and he's looking at that thinking, well, I I I want to stay at the club. I want to do well for the club, but are they just gonna? kick me to the curb like they've done Danny. Danny's been here eleven years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you see what I mean? It just I, I think there is a problem, like a real and it's been a problem created by our inactivity in the market over the last couple of years, which means rather than freshening the squad and people moving out gradually, like it's this summer has been kind of like, right, you 10, 15 over there, I don't need you anymore. Jog on. Yeah. <laughs> you lot yeah. over there, I do. And then as the window progressed, they didn't leave. They didn't leave. Like Serge Aurier as you know, there's no secret. The guy is trying everything to get out of the club. You know, his agents pretty much on French radio every day pleading. <laughs> it, you know, it's like it's not a secret. He is literally working his ass off to leave. Which is fine for me. I don't like the guy. But imagine that in the dressing room right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. T- Tango and Dumbele's just arrived. You know, uh, La Celso's just arrived, Cessignon's just arrived, and they've walked into this. They're, you know, they're settling in. You know, Sir Jorier is probably a French speaking player. Nobel is trying to learn the language. He's got Sissoko there basically saying, Yeah, well, for two years the fans wanted me to die, but I've got a bit better now, so they're all they're all right. <laughs> Pardon what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've got Sir Jorier going, Yeah, well, I'm off. The place is crap. You know, he never picks us. Blah, 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 blah. It just. You can just imagine I just like I said it's like a thing in the pit of my stomach I've got no i've not you know I'm not there I don't know this for sure, but that's just how I feel and that's what's worrying me because if that is the case, then it's going to take him this whole season to redo the squad and it'll take this window, which is gone January and next summer for him to rejuvenate the squad because when he first came in and he had to do that if you all remember it did take him that long. Yeah, and
2: yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's a problem, Sam. That you, you, you're right. You know, it, it, having his philosophy—that's such a strong philosophy as well—and such a strong kind of uh, direction that he wants to take the players in. like, You know, with the, yeah. with a training regime that seems so different to most of the other clubs in the league. Yeah. It is one of those ones where if you fall out of favour and if you if you don't buy into it. Then it's a real you're you're basically the other end of the spectrum, aren't you? With with yeah. the, with, with the mentality of the players, so yeah. you're you're really out in the cold, aren't you? You know, yeah. as opposed to kind of like you know some managers, I guess, who, well, who don't have such a stronger philosophy.
1: No. If you
2: aren't playing, you're not feeling so left out, I guess.
1: No, and I think, um, I'm just going to use Eric Dyer as an example again again, and this is no insight on him or anything like that. It's just me using him as a player we all know and could be an example. Dyer had a, you know health issues, fitness issues, etc. Last season. But Dyer isn't a player who's going to get picked every week. You know, if you look at our team, uh, defensive midfielder, no. We're kind of set there. Uh, central defender, no. But he's got great uh, flexibility in where he can play. So he's going to be involved. And over a whole season, we all know there's going to be injuries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you're Eric Dyer and you are training like everybody else, and this is, by all accounts, Pochettino's like, fitness work and everything is intense. Mm. And you're not ever playing and you've got your agent there going you know what if you go to uh, I don't know, pick a club watford you're going to play every week you're not going to be doing this intense training probably prolong your career do, do you know what I mean you can almost hear it can't you you can hear mm-hmm. the 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 whispers that you know you'll earn the same money cuz tottenham don't pay you know and i mean that's the other thing as well we have not paid a squad that's can competitively been getting into the champions league for the last four years we've not paid them on a par with a team that does that we Mm -hmm. we've we've kind of underpaid a little bit and i think that's coming home to roost a little bit when you're seeing these players running down their contracts um you know if they were you know two years ago hey we're in the champions league now regularly uh we're gonna put your money to this yeah where do i sign (laughs) <laughs> mm, mm. And now it's like close to the where their deals are, and it's oh we'll pay you it now a mm, little bit too late. Um, but anyway, that's a side issue.
2: Um, it's human nature, Sam, isn't it? Though I mean, yeah, it's just it human is human nature. I mean, we forget that sometimes, don't we? And we're we're, we're obviously as fans, one hundred percent loyal to the club. But yeah, it's not it's not going to be the case for the players. It's an, it's no. employment for them, isn't it? I mean, there are certain there are certain players that exceptions in our squad for example i'd suggest the two harrys they're, yeah. they're two that you know if more, for them it's more than more than an employment but for, for, yeah. for most of the others it, it, is, it is it isn't you know it's like you say if you're as a human being if you're being offered the chance to 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 do what you love more often uh yeah. less hot less harder um yeah. work ethic and get paid the same yep yeah. It, it it's almost like a no-brainer isn't it well
1: it is and it's going to turn your head it's going to make you question things and then when you're being told right come on you you need to do another two laps you're going to think yeah. i really don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's and that's the thing and once that starts creeping in and you've got one player thinking it you've got another player leaving and once players leave as well it's not like they're all just going to stop talking to each other mm. i remember when like when Carl walker left and there was that a lot of stuff that kind of started getting leaked about how he talked about to his Tottenham teammates, I've left, this is our training regime, this is how much money I'm getting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it caused mm-hmm. a bit of a, yeah, a few issues. A few of the players then kind of went, oh, hang on, <laughs> this this isn't on. Um, but you, you kind of, you have to have this collective buying into it and when, this is the first time I think Pochettino is, I mean, it's the first time he's managed a club this long, um, you know, which is, in modern football, is rare. You know, he's going into his sixth season with us. Do,
2: do you know what's quite interesting as well, uh, Sam, that you mentioned that about the, the, the length of time he's been with us? Because yeah. I, 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 I seem to remember, and I've just, I've just looked it up about um, his time at Espanol.
0: Yeah,
2: and and I seem to remember it not ending too well. And and I, and I've looked it up, and so he 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 was with he was with them for um, was it for three years, two thousand nine, yeah. two thousand twelve when when he 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 had his contract uh cancelled you know mutual consent so he decided to go in. and that was his club wasn't it as well yeah but 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 when he but when he went it was after a 2-0 uh, home loss against Getafe and it left yeah. them in last place with yeah. just nine points from 13 matches yeah so you do wonder and not don't get me wrong I'm not for one for one second suggesting that we're going to be in the relegation zone but you do wonder whether this 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 philosophy of his and this kind mm. of uh, the way of doing things, it can implode. And, 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 and I'm not suggesting it is imploding, Sam. I'm not saying it's well, imploding. Um, I'm no, not being we, a doom monger after one defeat, but I'm just thinking, like, I'm try- like you know, we're trying to get our head around why, yeah, it's, yeah, why it yeah, seems yeah. to be going wrong at the moment. Why we're not playing how we did th- two, three, four years ago, you know? Yeah. It, well, it,
1: no, it, it's, it's worth talking about. But there's another good example with that. Uh, Jurgen Klopp. Klopp at Dortmund took him to their best ever success. The, you know the fans were worshipping him, the players all bought into everything. Remember his final season there? They were fighting relegation, mm. Mm. and they had a team like a star-studded team, and it just it fell apart. It just didn't work anymore. And then he left, went to Liverpool, and the guys won a Champions League last
2: year. <laughs> And what's quite interesting as well with Klopp is he's come out mm. and said that when his contract expires in 2022, he wants to leave. So maybe he's, he's realised that himself, that mm. this, 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 yeah. this, the way you do things, it gets, it gets well, the amount out of the players I, for a certain period of time.
1: I remember reading in Alex Ferguson's book, again going back to him as like an oracle here, he believed that every four seasons you had to completely rejuvenate the team, the spine of the team, otherwise it became stale. Mm. Mm. anyway so, oh seriously I'm so depressed
2: now I oh, know we're going really deep here mate oh
1: damn okay the next one right Richard Richard Blundell I've not read your question yet Richard please let it be like hey guys which is your favourite ice cream it's and don't mention going, the
2: word plan please
1: it's not going to be is it go no. on Richard what we got Davinson Sanchez discuss ah. A young talent who will develop into a top centre back, or someone whose weaknesses are always going to be exposed. Okay, well that's a fair. Yeah, okay, that's a fair thing. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, so I don't think we'll 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 spend too much time on this, uh, Richard. So hopefully we've already kind of touched on this for you. Um, I I see a lot from comments of people saying like, um, he's making the same mistakes over and over again, and I think that's fair. I think that is actually a fair thing. But what I want people to try and keep in mind is we as a team are making those mistakes over and over again and it's really easy um, to kind of go that's oh, him look, you know it's him he's definitely not doing it the goal against Newcastle it appears to me because if you watch us and when Jan's playing again or, or if he ever plays again <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when we got different centre halves it'd be interesting to see what happens with their positioning because I was really critical of Davinson, like really critical of his positioning for the Newcastle goal. I was just like, how, what the hell, what ball watching? Are you 12? You know, I was livid, but then someone uh, broke something down on Twitter. And if I could find the video, I'll, I'll try and see if I can get permission to put it on our Facebook page, but Tottenham central defenders move across the pitch and leave that space for the fullback to cover. That is basically seems to be a tactic. It seems batshit to me, <laughs> but it like someone has laid it out over the last two seasons, that is what we do. And it works like they've got, and I started to think about it, how many times have I seen Danny Rose come in and like clear up? And I'm thinking, yeah, loads, actually. And apparently that's not just because Danny Rose is Superman, that's because that is actually a tactic. Our, mm. our central defenders move across the pitch to restrict the space and then the fullbacks cover that central channel and our midfielders, if you like, like Sissoko sits in front of the fullbacks or Lamella recently, they come back to try and cover the flanks or the central to um, whoever's playing. So, you know, it's the sort of thing Eric Dyer used to do brilliantly mm. um, and Winks and Sissoko, not so great at, it's just slotting into positions when people move. Um, so yeah, it would appear that it's a tactical thing. And I, we can sort of argue and debate over whether that's working. For me, it's not. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like we're, we're being quite critical of individuals. And I do think sometimes to take a step back, because like I said, I jumped on him for that. I thought that was individual error 101. He keeps making it. What the hell? The other thing I feel like he does, doesn't do well is judge the high ball. So like people kick like a long ball and I see Sanchez and I think he's going to mess this up. You know, like he either goes to it and it goes over his head or he waits for it to bounce and it bounces over his head. Yeah, I'm sure. like, what are you doing, dude? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I think he needs to work on. Um, I I believe in him, though. I, I believe in the kid because I see I still see developments in his game. Um, when he arrived, I was terrified every time he had the ball at his feet. I've, he looked like someone who was either gonna punt it in the rosette or just pass it to the striker. Yeah. <laughs> he just looked terrified. Yeah. You see him on the ball now, he's composed.
0: Yeah. He, absolutely. you
1: know he and, he and he runs to get the ball off um Hugo. When she when we're playing it at the back, Davinson used to vanish like, No, don't give it to me, don't give it to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: yeah, give me the ball. I'm happy. Give me the ball. I-
2: Yeah, I can remember that that Watford game. I think it ended up one or a few Mm. seasons back where he got sent off and he was just like a rabbit caught in headlights the whole game. Yeah,
1: every time he got the ball he just looked terrified. Mm. And now he's developing. So his game is developing all the time but like I said earlier on, nothing is a straight line with this. You're going to see perhaps his... You know where he was dominant in the air. That's not so great right now because other parts of his game is being worked on, and it's now just all about it coming together. And I'd argue that it comes together with the experience and the knowledge over the next couple of years. Mm. Um, yeah, he's playing games right now, and the reality is perhaps we will concede some goals, perhaps we will drop some points. But in two years' time, when Yan and Toby are with someone else or retired, you know, because they're unfortunately they're not getting any younger you know, they're not like me, 25, uh, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> um, they are they are going to be retired. And like we talk about, uh, like you said earlier on, in his fault, he doesn't have the experience yet. But if he doesn't play, he'll never get it.
2: Yes, that's that catch-22, isn't it?
1: It, it is. And we as a team, getting inexperienced central defender, should be beating Newcastle at home. And that's mm. not down to our defence. Yes, we could look at that goal and go, we shouldn't have conceded that, but we should have scored four or five.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 do you know what Sam? I was when I was at the ground, about seventy-five minutes in. I was yeah. thinking, do you know what? Like we won, we won, kneel down, but it doesn't matter because we should have been sco- we should have been scoring goals. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's almost like that one goal should be irrelevant.
0: Yeah. It, you it, know,
2: it, like it's it's, you it's, know, it's it's we've conceded a goal, but. We we shouldn't we shouldn't be not we shouldn't be not
1: scoring. No. no. And again, and I, I take it back to the two teams that are probably the the blueprint right now in Man City and Liverpool. They do concede goals because they do make mistakes. And lo and behold, they don't go, Oh my god, panic They just go, mm. Okay, we've conceded a goal. We go back, we just mm-hmm. play. And unfortunately right now we're not cutting teams open. Once if we start to do that, teams will have to play differently against us because right now, every team's just watching and going, oh, we know how to beat Tottenham.
2: Yep.
1: We just, even at their ground, you know, like when we play a, a lesser team, and I don't mean that disparagingly, so apologies, <laughs> but when we play a team that we should on paper be beating, whether it's home or away, we all know this as fans, they play the same way. Mm. They just sit there, banks, mm-hmm. two banks of four and try and, try and grab, you know, grab a goal on a break and, and, if they grab that goal it becomes hell because they just defend 10 men in front of their six sharp box and we pass it sideways for 90 minutes and i cry in the corner uncontrollably and um,
2: also what they do as well is they they lie down on the floor for 10 minutes one of the players pretending oh, they yeah. really hurt oh with... <laughs>
1: man yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah so frustrating oh <laughs> so frustrating but um the there's quite a debate uh, on that comment on the Facebook where people are saying that they don't feel Sanchez has kicked on. I hope when you listen to this, you'll you'll perhaps take a step back and think about that. There, there are some aspects of his game appear to have plateaued. I agree. Other aspects have really come along. And it's just now it'll all come together. You know, it'll all come. Now, people possibly quite rightly could say when you spend 40 odd million on a centre back, you expect him to be the finished article. We've kind of spent that money because he's going to be the absolute finished article. And Pochettino believes I can make him that. I tend to back the manager on that. I, I think you look at him, he's got everything. You look at our manager's record developing players. But also, Toby and Jan have been phenomenal for the last couple of years. We were expecting Toby to have left.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was, it was now done. Two seasons it, ago? Yeah, completely. Gone yeah
1: last season gone
2: even this more season, on. <laughs> yeah
1: this season' one hundred percent gone, no, and so Sanchez hasn't played as many games, so people are seeing him kind of in and out in and out, and they're going, oh, yeah, he's not developing well yes yeah, try and try and give him a chance guys. I know he's not Toby and Jan but he's five six years younger than them. Think about where they were, so yeah that's 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 trying let's try and see where we go. Um. The next question is from Asbarshik, who says, "What is our plan B and plan C now that we don't have Lorente? Is Parrot ready? Matt, take this, please.
2: Pla- pla- is it what? So, how many football clubs have a plan C in a game?
1: Uh, Newcastle had plan. Plan A was nick a goal. Plan B was hide. What uh, was plan, plan C? Plan C was rolling around on the floor like a tart
2: well there you go maybe, maybe we'll tell Harry Kane to do that that could be our plan C mm. start rolling around Harry you know and then, yeah. then we, we've moved on to the next plan
1: no I. <laughs> no again I don't want to be disparaging to anyone who asks a question I, we've discussed our opinion on plan yeah. Plan B so we'll move on and we, we're not going uh, to
2: even start on plan C so... no I
1: can I can't <laughs> no I'll lose it Uh, Josh Barnard says, how are we going to address our worryingly thin defensive cover? Um, Do you mean as in our worryingly defense? (laughs) Because that's quite worrying. Or do you mean as in players? Because it's quite a valid thing. Um, You know, if you imagine right now we were to lose a central defender, uh, Tanganga. uh, uh, By the way, I'm butchering that. And I've been told how to say it and I can't do it. So I'm just going to keep saying (laughs) Tanganga. Um, Making him worse. sound
2: Japanese. Oh no!
1: Don't say that. That's made it worse. I'm now offending two cultures, Matt. Oh God. Um, anyway, it's
2: kind of sushi, isn't it? I think I'm sure I ordered some of that the other day. Dude, <laughs> so I
1: will end you. <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, uh, him that that lad from the academy done really well in pre-season. Um, again, and it's one of those scenarios where we were looking at central defenders. Uh, the scouts found three to four good options. Pochettino looked at them, but then this is the thing about our our sort of purchasing committee, if you like. Is John McDermott then said, "Look, we got a couple of central defenders in the academy." Who I think are on a par with these guys, please take a look at them. Okay, you take them on preseason. The manager takes a look, and with him, Tanganga, <clears throat> the manager said, "Yeah, no, I, I I like him. I I want him around the first team squad." So we haven't signed anyone. Um, we've let Cameron Carter-Vickers go out. Um, I think Cameron's gone now. I think he's mm. going to be sold. I think that's. I think this summer was kind of. If he was ever going to be promoted and be part of the first team squad, it would have been this summer and it's not happened. So I think clearly they've decided, no, you know, if a younger player is hitting the development scale better than you, that's where we're going to go. Um, so, yeah, uh, Finn cover is, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But again, you'd have to lose two central defenders to get there. You know, we'd have to lose Davinson. We'd have to lose one of Vertonghen or Toby. You've also got Eric Dyer. Who can play central defence quite well? Um, I'm not talking about you'd wanting to play there all season, but you know he can he can definitely step in for thirty minutes in a game with an injury or.
2: Davis can... can even stand in. Uh, he's been placed oh, in the back, yeah,
1: isn't he? Ben Davis can cover the left side central defence yeah. brilliantly. Part of a free, excellent. Part of a two, hmm. yeah. I mean, like I said, he can step in definitely. So we got options there. I mean, it's like any side, you know. You you take. Um, you take Virgil van Dijk out of Liverpool, there is a difference for you. Absolutely. Man City are only just learning the difference without company being in their squad even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are. I do think they are going to notice it, especially as the season goes. Absolutely. Uh, but hopefully we've answered that, Josh. Um, Peter Williams says, uh, this is what I'm worried about, and he's put a picture of that table the last 15 games. Uh, Peter, we've discussed that, my friend, so hopefully we've already answered this for you. Um, and Liam Hickey just basically says, "Yeah, this is a worry. What is our plan to get out of this kind of form? I think, it, and it's a real devious plan. We're going to try and win games.
2: Yeah, that might actually work, you know.
1: <laughs> I think there's a good chance that if we do that, <laughs> we're going to do it. I don't mean to be a Sarky game, mate. That was no. <laughs> that, that was just me. I I, I, I don't know. is <laughs> the answer. I don't know what's going on I,
2: I think I think the thing is, Sam. Like you know, obviously." The question before we you said we have co- covered, you know, with the, the, yeah. the last fifteen games. But yeah, yeah. For, for me, and I know I've mentioned it, you know, Poch has made signings, but unfortunately, not one of them was on the pitch on Sunday. And and yeah. I think he's made those signings, and they well, will make a difference once they're once they're fit, and once lacelso's kind of used to, to used to the you know this this this. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, he came
1: on, but you just you could tell he, he's still got a bit of way to go to get out Yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: But, 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 but yeah. he's but he's made these signings and and like for you know for me and is the one that that, mm. that that would have been the difference I think yeah. on Sunday. I think
1: so. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that because Sissoko is a ball carrier and Winks is a guy who just keeps the ball moving. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. isn't someone who's going to cut the defense it's the not, pass yeah. which Ndombele can.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's not that we we did... You know, nothing against me, because I love him, but that wasn't a player we needed on the pitch. No, 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 no.
1: He isn't... At that particular point in the game, he couldn't do it. And if it hadn't been Mm. for Carl Walker-Peter's injury, he'd have come off for Ericsson. Mm. So, Mm. you know, the injury there, I think, you know, look at Villa. Winks came off, Ericsson came on. We got that inside ball in this game because KWP went down injured. We couldn't make that same tactical switch and the Ericsson switch didn't have the same impact. Yeah. There you go. Look, see, I'm so insightful. Um, <laughs> we also had a message from Stephen Peace. Stephen says, Is Pock part of the problem? mark. He's been superb for Spurs, but I sometimes feel that if you're not his favourite, he creates a toxic environment by ostracising the individual. This usually has a knock-on negative effect amongst the collective of players, and they're all friends in some way. Is he sometimes immature in his approach with the press, etc.? It's quite a valid point, I think, Stephen. Um, I think it's something that we can all certainly have an opinion on. Uh, I, I personally back the manager in what he's doing. Uh, you know, We've discussed it in the show already. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a real valid concern that you've raised. Um, you know, If you ostracise a player and they're as ingrained in the club and as popular as Jan is, is that just going to create further problems? I think the big thing is we don't know what happened. <laughs> Um, I think if there's an entire squad there who saw Yan... I don't know, take a dump on Daniel Levy's desk, and everyone went, "Yeah, you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have done that, Jan." You know,
2: yeah, we, mate, we, you took it too yeah, far there mate. Yeah,
1: you, Jan, we've all wanted to do it at one point or another, but you shouldn't have done it. Um, I think the squad would understand why he's being a bit ostracised. Now, obviously, that's not the rumour I've heard. Before people start thinking, "Wow, Jan's our new hero,"
2: um, mate, but do you know, Jen, he might have done. Sorry to interrupt you, Sam. Yeah. but he might, he might have done what I did a few years ago when I worked for for Building Society, yeah. and there was a particular a chap there a financial advisor who mm. I just didn't get on with at all yeah. and so when I was leaving on the Friday I knew there wasn't any it was in the middle of August as well and I yeah. knew there wasn't there, it was quite an old building so I just went to the local market and bought a, a huge fish and, oh, and, 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 and put it in his drawer and closed oh, it and, and and I didn't the, the silly thing was and this is because this is I was young I, I wasn't actually leaving the company I was moving to a different branch so come Monday you're hearing <laughs> this a big this big where they're getting the engine, they're getting all these different people in because they are not sure what's going on. They thought part of the building was going to come, you know, because of this smell. Oh, no. And yeah, I mean, maybe he did that. Maybe he did that. He left a bit of fish in to yeah. leave his drawer.
1: Yeah, and you know that's what delayed the stadium last year because they kept trying <laughs> yeah, to exactly. work out what the
2: problem was. And they've just Yen yeah. a couple of weeks ago has put he's put, put his up. hand up
1: and said, "Yeah, sorry guys, it was me. It was me. I, <laughs> I I cut the wires to the alarm system. I thought it'd be funny. I thought it'd be a giggle." Yeah, and then and then I realised how serious it was and everyone got stressed yeah it's, it's one of those things where without knowing I, I think it's simple for us all to sit back and go oh I love Jan, Jan should be playing Um, but at the same time you got to back the manager and yeah there is a real risk that, you know what he said Pochettino's approach to the press has changed massively and I've I'm quite critical of it. I don't think the way he speaks to the press now is good at all. I think his hostile approach to press conferences is creating a hostile atmosphere everywhere. Um, But at the same time, I think he got very, very frustrated with being misquoted last year. And I think he got very, very frustrated with being asked the same damn thing every Mm. press conference Mm. Mm. but it's not just every press conference he would answer a journalist who'd ask a question then the next journalist would ask the same question I can understand after five going into six years of being at the club being in you know there he's kind of gone do you know what I'm really done with this
2: <laughs> it's like a um, form of mental torture isn't it I mean you, well, it you know, is. you're asking the same question every time it, and yeah. you're trying to get a point across yeah. and you're just basically being ignored and asked the same question again you just, it's going to drive well, most people nuts isn't it well
1: they're basically after the sound bite they're trying yes. to make him snap they're trying to make him say something that they can all go aha we can jump yeah. on that yep. and a few times last season they managed it and I think that really rattled him that people were able to get these quotes from him that weren't accurate or didn't really reflect what he was trying to say Mm. so I think this season his approach is ask me about the team ask me about the game ask me about the fitness of the players talk to me about what we're going to do what we're looking to do you you stray away from that and I'm going to tell you you're an ass Mm. (laughs) or or lecture you on etiquette or just something because I'm just not going to stand for it Um, Okay, last one I've got here is from Jeff Edwards. Jeff Edwards says, what are your thoughts of our slump currently? I feel like the transfer window officially closes. We should be okay. Um, Yeah, he's got a very talented uh, roster of players. Jeff then says he loves the podcast. So, Jeff, thank you. Um, You're welcome. And Matt loves you too.
2: Yeah, and we're not going to we're not going to make any disparaging comments towards Jeff because we we, we no. want to keep him as a listener. <laughs> no,
1: Jeff 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 asked the best question ever. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you
2: know what? I'm glad he has mentioned it actually because we really have shot ourselves in the foot with this transfer deadline. It, it's, it's I know Potch has obviously touched on it as well, yeah, but yeah, it, it's it's a, it it makes sense from a um from a kind of a local point of view, doesn't it? So. Just if you just if you completely forget about the rest of Europe and just concentrate on the Premier League, it does make sense because it means that business is done. You know, there's no disruptions on 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 the on the pitch your plays. But because you're you're entering Europe Europe into the equation, that completely wipes it completely awakens the problem again, doesn't it? Because yeah. as we've now seen with with Eriksson. It's not done and dusted, is it? And it's you know, if if it was, if all of Europe had, had copied us, then fair enough. But because they haven't, it's just us. Yeah, we're now we're now worried about losing him, and, and we can't replace him. You no, know, so no. it's it, it's it, either I think what they need to do in the Premier League, they need to go right. Either the rest of Europe copy us or follow follow yeah. our footsteps or we just go back Which, to the way it was because it, it's just not working
1: well europe's not going to do that because their leagues start later than ours mm-hmm. they got no interest in that and yeah. I, I do think that enough chairman now have gone do you know what this we tried this because we thought it would be better it's not yeah. um and i think enough of them are voicing that that you know perhaps we'll see a change uh, I think I, I, you know, I was a fan of it. I thought it was a really good, positive change. We've now done it. I'm, I'm now, I've changed my mind. Yeah. Because you can see that it has caused no end of disruption. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion we need to change it back. We ran a poll on the Facebook as well, and the vast majority of people agreed. Yeah, you know, yeah, we've tried it. It didn't work. Let's yeah. change it back. Let's
2: just go, let's revert back. Yeah.
1: Okay, man. I mean, that's it. We're done. Um. Do you know what those con- the comments and the questions weren't as bad as I was fearing they were. Gonna no, be. no, and I and it's it's, yeah. it's
2: kind of it's kind of helped us. I mean, I know you didn't want to talk about the game, Sam, and I know I have mentioned it, but mm. it's helped us talk about things without having to focus too much on the game. Yeah, so.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm going to be listening to Coldplay in a dark room for the next two hours, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, is that going to help?
2: Gets. Is is Coldplay going to help?
1: No, no, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be drinking alone. You, you,
2: um, need, you need to. Put something a bit more uplifting on some Yeah, right. I'll
1: find some Chaz and Dave. Get me ready some for some Chaz, Chaz and Dave. Yeah. Um, put a bit of Gertrude on. This this weekend is the North London Derby. Um, we play a little team from Woolwich who uh, play locally now. Um, they're, yeah. they're called uh, the. Hang on. Ars No. There you go. Arsenal. Sounds um, a
2: bit offensive. That. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> um, they're, they're in great form. We're not. Uh, so let's go there and beat the crap out of them. Um, <laughs> I, I I've got so many chirpy happy Arsenal fans right now that if we go there and lose I there may not be a podcast next week. It may just be Matt going "Sam, are you there?" and just hearing eh, eh, um, as I dangle. But uh no.
2: Did you know what um um I I uh, I work I'm back working on the railways and I'm actually yep working on Sunday mm. and my train goes past their ground so oh, man it really it could be hell for me on on Sunday um, evening or it could working be on ju- the ju-
1: ra- yeah
2: it's <laughs> really could go one or two ways here i'm just I, yeah. <laughs>
1: regardless of the result i keep your team allegiance to yourself so, yeah, for gonna, one yeah. um but two i uh yeah i just i, I got to be honest with you man I, I don't feel confident but i never feel confident going into North London Derby. I no. endure them.
0: I mm. stress. Oh, absolutely what it is. Yeah,
1: we could be smashing teams left, right, and centre, and not lost a game in ten. You know, ten years. We could be the most dominant football team in world football ever. And I'd seen the North London Derby come out. and think, oh no, oh no, here we go.
2: It's do you know what it you know what it is. It's like a ninety minutes of a. Of that Man City VAR decision, isn't it? So you're just you're <laughs> yeah. in pain, yeah. and then afterwards you can enjoy it if it's gone your if, way. If it's you gone know? your way, yeah. But I, um, it's nothing to enjoy during the game, is it? Apart from obviously if you score, but then you know, like you say, you, even that, even yeah. even
1: in the North London derby, like going one 0 up, I'm like, oh no, we scored too soon. It's ridiculous. We'll... <laughs> it's like ridiculous the pain and torture I put myself through.
2: We all do, and, mate. We all and
1: do. then oh, no matter what happens, I, and I say it to myself every time. I'm like. Even if we lose this game, Sam, the sun comes back up. You're fine. Everything's fine. You know it's not life and death. And then I'm like, no, it's more important. Bloody hell!
2: It just Um, if if we if we if you lose, it just ruins your week, doesn't it? You spend the whole week. week, It's ruined the whole week. Week. Oh (laughs) man. We're going longer. We're going longer. We lost.
1: (laughs) We lost them at the empty crates four two last season. I think we finished. I am still getting crap it's over still people. And I'm still in pain. It ruined a month for me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I don't do well with the North London Derby. So when everyone's watching this weekend, whether you're there, whether you're watching on TV, or listening on the radio, spare a thought for me, because I'll be just a mess.
2: <laughs> I think we're all going to be, some I'd um, find me a Spurs fan who actually loves and enjoys those North London derbies.
1: But, But if we win next week's podcast is going to be oh. hilarious. We can, we can spend be, the
2: whole podcast talking about the game yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just we win, an, an analysis for, for I, an hour. I will hour. do
1: a damn minute-by-minute minute breakdown. Do you know, someone yes. suggested to me that because how much I endure the North London Derbies, I should record myself watching like audio, and then we could do <laughs> clips for the podcast. I'm like, no, you don't want that. One, I'd break the beep machine if that happened. <laughs> Yeah, last week I told you the referee was going to be Mike Beeping yep, Dean. Yep, yep. Um, you should have heard. Yeah, if someone had been recording me during the game at the weekend discussing Mike's performance, my word.
2: Did you know? Do you know? Yeah. I, I said. I said, didn't I, last week that? Yeah. Let, let's make sure Mike Dean is irrelevant. He's not in
1: the equation. Yeah, but unfortunately, unfortunately yeah, it was.
2: He, he was he, a complete he, equation, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he got that of his moment. Oh, yep. I didn't see it. Shut up, Mike. Mm, mm. Anyway. We move anyway, on, moving we on, will moving smash on. the Arsenal, we will reclaim our good feeling around the club. Christian, Toby and Jan will all sign their new deals on the back of the blood of Arsenal players. Everything will be good.
2: I love it, it sounds good. Yes,
1: yes, About it. it's more chance of a unicorn crapping outside my house, but let's go for it. <laughs> let's go for it. Big thank you to you. Big thank you to everybody for listening. As always, we will be back next week. Win, lose or draw. Let's hope it's a win. Speak to you soon, mate.
2: Take care, mate.
0: Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.